News Talk 580 CFRA presents the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero. And we are right back at it for another edition of the Employment Hour. Thank you for joining us. Phone lines, look at that, already open. It is 613-521-TALK. You want to... uh, Call through and ask your questions. Alex is there standing by. Employment matters, uh, severance matters, your job. This is a live show as it is on Saturday afternoon, so we would love to talk to you. Failing that, you can email as well. That is simply help at employmenthour.com. And again, 613-521-TALK. We are ready to roll for the uh, remainder of the Alex. I know, uh, remainder of the hour. I know you are as well, Alex. We always start with the uh, the week that was, pal. What's going on in your world? Hey, John. Thanks very much. Great to be back live on the air in Ottawa talking employment law, talking workplace rights for uh, employees and for employers uh, as well. It's been a great week for the uh, Ottawa office. Slowly but surely, John, summer is coming. <laughs> uh, we're, we're getting there one sure. uh, one day at a time. Hopefully it'll warm up soon. Um, we've been helping all employees uh, all week, uh, speaking with lots of people, whether it's myself here in Ottawa, uh, Lior, my colleague Samara, we continue to speak to lots of people on a daily basis, people who have heard this show, people who have seen our TV show, uh, people who have been referred by family members or friends or colleagues. Uh, you know, these people reach out to us because they're dealing with a problem at work. They have a question about their workplace rights. Mm-hmm. They're either dealing with a bad boss or are staring at a severance package and wondering whether it's reasonable or not. They want to know what their rights are. But, you know, put simply, they want to know what options they have in order to help them resolve these problems. And as you very well know, John, that's what we do uh, here. That's what we pride ourselves on. Um, you know, the great thing about this job, uh, John, is that for the most part, we get to help these people. We offer solutions. We offer practical, easy, straightforward solutions. Most of the time, these are not complicated uh, scenarios. The law is very clear, very protective of employees when it comes to their employment rights. And so most of the time... Uh, we're able to resolve these matters very quickly, very easily. And listen, you know, there are certainly some situations that are more difficult to resolve, and we can't perfectly resolve those situations. But still, people are grateful that, you know, they know what their their options are. They know where they stand. So, you know, for all of our listeners out there, if you're listening right now, maybe you're new to the show, maybe you're not new to the show. If you're dealing with a workplace issue, again, if you're struggling with some sort of workplace harassment or your boss is proposing changes to the terms of your employment, maybe you've been offered a severance package and you're being like, let go. Uh, maybe you're an employer for that matter. Maybe you're an employer dealing with a difficult situation with an employee. Feel free to give us a call right now. It's an opportunity to speak with an employment law expert. Let us solve your problem. Let us help you try and alleviate some of those concerns and that workplace stress that you have. Mm -hmm. I always encourage our listeners, don't be shy to call in. There are no bad questions. There are no silly questions. Uh, You know, we're here to talk. We're here to help. And, And of course, Obviously, if you don't want to call in, if you don't feel comfortable calling in, that's fine as well. If you'd rather talk privately, uh, give me a call. Uh, give us a call at the office, myself or anyone else at uh, at our firm. You could certainly give us a call, uh, a call there as well. Uh, as you've mentioned, John, to get us warmed up for the show tonight, uh, we're going to start the show with, uh, with the week that was. It's an opportunity to talk about a scenario or two uh, that uh, gives us an, an illustration or an example of what we do on a daily basis and the way in which we help people. And there are some gems and some lessons there as well okay. uh, to learn. So let's get right to it. Uh, so the first matter, John, this is actually a gentleman I spoke with. It's now two weeks ago. So I would have would have spoken to him not not this past week, but the week before. Uh, and it was an initial quick conversation. He had just been let go from his job. This gentleman was uh, in his early 60s. 
uh, and had been let go from his job after 13 years. He was in a technical position, uh, was very comfortable in, uh, in his employment, and his employer was going through a hard time, financial difficulties, had to let some people go, and he was one of those people. And so I initially spoke with him for 10 or 15 minutes, uh, and he was wondering uh, what kind of severance package he would be owed. And so I told him, well, severance is based on your age, your position, and your years of service. So if you're telling me that you are in your early 60s, you've been with the company for about 13 years in a technical specialized position, you know, given your age, you're probably looking at a severance package in the range of about a month per year of service. So I told him, you know, in the range of, let's say, 12 to 14 months of service as a 13-year employee. And he said, okay, well, I've been offered eight weeks. Um, and so uh, obviously there's a huge difference there between what I was telling him in that 12 to 14 months compared to what he's been offered, which is eight weeks of pay. So I told him, okay, well, you know, clearly there's an issue here. We either need to negotiate the severance package or, 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 or there's a reason why they've offered you eight weeks. And I asked him to provide me with a copy of his employment contract. So um, we ended the call there. He he said he would get a copy of his employment contract and send it back to me. There may have been something in that contract, John, that potentially limited his severance yeah. entitlements in some way. So I said, get us a copy of the contract. Before we start negotiations, we want to know exactly what's what. We want to be sure that we, we have every piece of information available uh, to us. And, and so we need to, that contract to move forward. Well, earlier this week, he provides a copy of that contract. I look at the contract. Number one, not only was there no enforceable uh, terms in that mm-hmm. contract that limited his severance entitlements anyway, so there's nothing in there that effectively limited his severance to the eight weeks that they offered. John, get this. It was actually a three-year contract. He had signed the contract in February of 2018 for a contract of three years. Ouch. And because there was nothing in that contract that effectively limited his severance, Guess what, John? And you know this, having done the show for this long, but our listeners might not. He's owed the balance Balance. of that contract. So not only is he owed the 12 to 14 months that I told him would be a standard severance package in this situation, because he signed the contract with a specific start date and a specific end date, and there were no enforceable uh, terms limiting his severance in the event of a termination, he is owed pay until the end of that contract, which is in 2021, you know, uh, effectively almost two years from now, and he is looking at something in the range of about $95,000 as compensation because of that. So, you know, and and I'm telling the story, John, not because this is some sort of exceptional case or some sort of huge anomaly. This is a perfect example of two things. Number one, the importance of getting good legal advice uh, when you're let go from your employment. You don't want to make the right, the wrong move and sign off on an offer. You don't want to make the wrong move and get advice from uh, a corporate lawyer or a family lawyer or you know someone who's not a lawyer uh, would be even worse. You need proper advice from an employment lawyer. Listen, it doesn't have to be us. We'd be more than happy to help everyone out there. But please, as long as you speak to an employment lawyer who knows what they're doing, you need advice in these situations because this gentleman was offered eight weeks of pay and guess what? He's owed 21 months or something in the range of about 21 months until 2021. Uh, and that's a significant difference in his compensation. And he wouldn't have known that had he not reached out to us and gotten that advice. And you know what? There's a good chance the employer would have forgot that as well. Oh, yeah, we had that contract with him. Forgot about that one, guys, which is not the first time you've run into this, right? Well, what they're effectively trying to do is just pay him with, pay him his minimum entitlements under under the Employment Standards right. Act, which is basically what the Ministry of Labor would provide. But but that's not how the law works, uh, as we'll get into later later in the show. They're effectively just offering a fraction of what he's owed, 
hoping that he simply walks away. Still got a couple minutes here before we uh, break. What else you got going on, pal? Sure. Second, the second uh, gentleman I spoke with, yeah. uh, this was actually uh, last week as well. So the, the, the week before this one, uh, an example of how short-term employees are also well-protected at, at law. So we were just talking about a 13-year employee. 13 years is a decent amount of time with the company. You obviously, uh, your, your rights... Uh, and your entitlements as an employee grow the longer you're with mm-hmm. the same company. But listen, even as a, a as a six month, one year, one and a half year employee, you've still got some significant rights in in, in the case of a termination. So again, I spoke with this uh, another gentleman here. He was a little bit younger than the previous. He was about 58 years old. Been with the company for a year and a half uh, in a store manager position. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, due to some uh, financial uh, financial issues, the company had to let him go. Uh, and they offered him two weeks of pay, two weeks being, again, the minimum that's required under under the Ministry of Labor, under the Employment Standards Act. And so, again, I spoke with this gentleman, and he actually thought that this two weeks was completely reasonable. You know, he told me, well, I've only been there for a year and a half, so, you know, two weeks, I guess, makes sense. Right. And what I had to tell him and what I'd like to remind all of our listeners out there is, listen, you could be a six-month employee or, or a one-year employee, let alone a one-and-a-half-year employee, if you are, let's say uh, – Above 50, let's say, or even if you're in your, you know, 40s, let's say, if you are on the older end of the spectrum, let's say, in the, in the lifespan of a career, and you're in a managerial position, you are going to be looking at significant severance even as a one or one and a half year employee. Mm-hmm. In this gentleman's case, he's looking at four to six months of severance. And so when I told him that, he was shocked. He couldn't believe it. He, he, you know, he said, "I thought two weeks was gonna was gonna was gonna be what all everything I was owed, and now you're telling me four to six months." And so we're gonna be working with this gentleman to get him that severance package. And the positive thing, the good thing here is that, well, you know, after we had this discussion, he confided in me. Well, you know, actually, I'm I, I'm so glad you told me this. I'm going to need that amount of time. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find the job yeah. within a couple of weeks. I might need, need three, four, five, six months to find the job. And so luckily, we're going to be able to get him that compensation to hold him over until he can do so. A happening start, my friend. We'll take a short break. Jack, I see you there on the line. Please stand by. We'll get to you and your calls as well. You want to call in, ask your questions, do it. This is the time to do it here on the show. 613-521-TALK. This is the Employment Hour on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk 580 CFRA. Yeah, the time to call into this live show is right now. 613-521-TALK is the uh, number. What you're getting wrong about terminations, we'll get to that in just a bit. First, I want to move over to uh, Jack, who's been hanging on the line for a uh, a few minutes. Jack, appreciate you uh, chiming in. How are you uh, this afternoon? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Alex. Good afternoon, Jack. How are you? Uh, first-time caller, uh, maybe a stupid question. Nope, I don't that's know. all right. Thanks for calling in. I Planning my retirement, I, I just told my boss, November, that's it. Beauty. Uh, worked for the federal government for 24 years. I, I, I was told, I, like, a two-part question. Am I entitled to something that I don't see here, or is it cut and dry? And B, I was told I owe them $1,500 because of the Harper government HR says 2012, we were advanced two weeks. Do you know anything about that, or am I out in left field? And I'm kind of saying, okay, we'll just take my, you know, uh, vacation days in the bank. And they said, sure, no problem, as long as it's $1,500. And retirement, well, in six months from now, I haven't signed anything yet. So Mm -hmm. I wanted your, your opinion, if any. 
Well, I appreciate the call, Jack. And like I said, there there are no bad questions or silly questions. So uh, certainly something worth looking into. You want to be, you know, you've you've obviously made the decision uh, after a long career, and congrats to you on that uh, on that career. Uh, you know, you you want to make sure you're doing things properly and and getting yeah. the right advice. Um, quick question for you, Jack. Before I, I give you my yep. thoughts, uh, are, are you a unionized employee? So, are, as a federal employee, you would be unionized. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I am. Yes. Fair. Fair enough. So, uh, when it comes to unionized employees, the terms of your employment are going to be governed by your collective agreement. So, you, along with everyone else that belongs to to that specific union, are bound by the terms of your employment are bound by that collective agreement. It will have provisions on. Uh, retirement, provisions on, on severance, provisions on lots of different sorts of things that, that govern your employment relationship with your employer. Uh, and so there'd like, there's likely some sort of notice requirement for, for retirement that, that, uh, maybe you've, uh, you, you've already spotted. Uh, but, you know, effectively, yeah. as long as you're abiding by those terms, uh, Jack, a retirement is simply a resignation. Uh, yeah. It's a resignation at the end of a career, obviously, and because of that, there are some specific rules that are going to be governed by, you know, in this case, in your case, Jack, the collective agreement. But other than that, I, I mean, there wouldn't be any further entitlements beyond pay until your last day of retirement, retirement benefits, obviously. You've obviously been contributing to a pension plan that you're going to be entitled to. Yeah. Um, with respect to the $1,500 and, and whatever needs to be paid back, I mean, the, the, the advice I could, I could give you on air, uh, Jack, and we can have a conversation about this off air if you, if you like, but I would actually speak to my union about it. I, I, you know, it, it sounds odd to me that they're asking for money for something that happened years back under another administration. And it doesn't even sound like you're, you're quite sure what it is exactly. So, I mean, listen, it's $1,500, but that's certainly money that I'd rather keep in my pocket than in my yeah, employer's. Yeah. Yeah, right. uh, so listen, I'd look into it before accepting, before just saying, yeah, take it out of my vacation. Speak to your union about uh, about it. Get some advice on it. Mm-hmm. Something sounds odd there. Right? I, I wouldn't just blindly accept paying that. I'd, I'd look into it a bit further than that. That's great advice, and you're right. I haven't, you know, we pay that union fee every month and never use it, I guess, but I didn't even think of calling them for the love of God. Yeah, well, listen, that's uh, that, that's what those fees are for, and that's what union representatives are for to to help you out in these kinds of cases. And uh, I think it's certainly worth, at the very least, the conversation just to figure out what's what exactly, and and uh, and make sure that's everything everything straightened out before uh, before you retire, Jack. I agree, and I uh, I thank you a lot. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, appreciate it. And, uh, man, enjoy that retirement. Please follow up. Let us know how things turn out. Uh, Plenty of time for you to call in as well. We'd love to talk to you. 613-521-TALK. Of course, Employment Hour is live on Saturday afternoons. In that regard, getting to uh, Winifred here in Ottawa. Hi, Winifred. Good uh, good afternoon. How are you? Hi. Hi, Winifred. I have a question about my husband got fired. They said with cause. Um, mm-hmm. and what they accused him of doing, he didn't do, but he left. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd been there for six months, and uh, they gave him, I think, one week of severance. I see. And when was this, Winifred? When did this happen? In March. This happened in March of this year? Yes. Okay. Now, are, are you uh, are you comfortable getting into exactly what, uh, what the company was alleging he did? Uh, uh, sure. 
go go ahead. I mean, we can we can certainly get yeah. into it and uh, and, um, and try and figure out the situation. Well, there's a bit more to the story. He was worked for a car dealership, mm-hmm. and he was the parts manager. He's been a parts manager for at least thirty five years. Um, and uh, they uh, at Christmas time said. Somebody knew's coming in to be the manager. You can be a counter person. He took that demotion, mm-hmm. no problem. Um, and then three months later, they accused him of not billing out parts. But I mean, he wouldn't have done that because he knows he gets a bonus. So he's very meticulous that everything he sells or does, there's a paper trail. Mm-hmm. And they said there were other reasons, but conveniently, the person who was firing him got called away and was busy when he left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair, fair enough. I, I appreciate the explanation. And, you know, it's obviously never an easy situation to be accused of, of not doing your job properly. And, and, yeah. and here's what I could tell you, when Winifred, just, just off, you know, that brief description. And, and if there's more to it, then maybe we requires a conversation off air. But, you know, even as a six-month employee... Uh, if you're accused of doing something like this, you know, in, in, in this case, you know, not not billing parts properly, that's not cause for termination. That 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 doesn't yeah. amount to something so severe or so significant that it's going to require the employer uh, terminating employment and and uh, not either not offering severance or offering some sort of minimal severance package. Yeah. Now listen, and I mean, it affects his reputation as well. Of course, of course, absolutely, it does, and and it's hard to explain to a prospective employer. Uh, you know, why you lasted, you know, six months at, at a previous employer. That's a tough conversation to have in an interview or with a prospective employer. It puts an employee in a very difficult situation. So what I could tell you, uh, Winifred, is, is uh, you know, your your husband may very well be owed uh, more than simply one week of pay. It sounds, I think you mentioned that he was offered one week, one week of pay. He, he may, was given one week. Or he was pay. given one week of pay. Yeah. Uh, he may very well be in, entitled to more. I'd like to have a conversation with him uh, off air to get into things a little bit more, review some documents and, and, and see what's what. But certainly, and, and this is something I said at the top of the show, even as a six month employee, Winifred, he might be looking at, at a number of months as a severance package, yeah. depending on how quickly or not he, he, uh, he found the job after he was let go. He's uh, still unemployed. And there you go. That's exactly yeah. the case. And, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing he might be on the, on the older side of the spectrum, yeah. let's say. And yes. so, uh, you know, and, and that's not surprising, unfortunately, given his circumstances. So yeah. it's he certainly needs advice in the circumstances. Uh, Winifred, he may be looking at, uh, you know, a number of additional months as uh, as compensation in the form of, of severance. Um, we need to have, yeah, we, we need to have a conversation. Tell him to give us a call. John will give you the number uh, and we can okay. uh, pick up where we left off. Winifred, did he, uh, when he got demoted to parts person, did he take a pay hit? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that was a problem back then, right, Alex? Yeah. Yeah. That would have, been, you know, if you would have reached out at the time, yeah. I would, I would have said that might, that might be what yeah. we call a constructive dismissal, meaning he would have had some recourse at the time, uh, yeah. given that he effectively accepted that and kind of and yeah. worked in the new position. Yeah. Not much we can do now, but uh, in any event, yeah. I think, uh, I think we can provide some assistance here, Winifred. So give us a call. Okay. Thank you, Winifred. Appreciate you uh, reaching out that number, by the way, 1-855-821-5900. Again, to reach Alex, uh, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. And that's how it works. Feel free to call us. you got tons of time still here live on the show, 613-521-TALK. Employment Hour, News Talk 580 CFRA.
Now back to the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk 580 CFRA. It is 534 on a Saturday afternoon. Still plenty of time for you to call in and ask your questions here. It is 613-521-TALK. That is the way to do it. Email is help at employmenthour.com. You have employment concerns, job concerns, just like we've been talking about. Bring it on. you got a little less than half an hour to get the uh, ball rolling and get some answers started. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, though, pal, uh, what you're getting wrong about termination, this is what we're going to talk about for the remainder of the time between the phone calls. How does that sound? Sounds great, John. I mean, the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is, uh, you know, week in, week out, and, and like I said, every day we see, we receive calls, and we get a lot of the same questions over and over again, and a lot of the same concerns over and over again, and so I wanted to get into a couple of those issues and, and set the record straight for a lot of people out there worrying about, you know, being offered severance packages, do I speak with the Ministry of Labor or not, yeah. uh, do I uh, handle a situation directly with my employer or not, and so we're going to get into those things uh, in a few, um, although I see we have some callers uh, kind of lined up here, so let's uh, let, let's get into that before we uh, before we get started. And uh, I'll take the first one here before we uh, move on to that call to I uh, see it on my screen. Our first one is uh, what are you getting wrong about your termination? This one I know is the shock and awe part, uh, part of it for someone who's lost their job, and they say I didn't do anything wrong. Can my employer still terminate my employment? Yeah, so uh, so we get this question quite often, uh, John. They're effectively uh, concerned, employees that call us are concerned with the fact that they didn't do anything wrong yeah. and have been let go. Uh, and so they say, you know, I have no issues with my conduct, my performance reviews are great, why did they choose me over someone else? And what we have to advise employees in those kinds of cases is, well, ultimately, an employer does have the right to let an employee go on what's called what's called a without cause basis, mm-hmm. meaning it's unrelated to performance, it's unrelated to conduct. It could be restructuring, it could be re- reasons related to finance, it could be, quite frankly, that the employer thinks that the relationship is simply just not working out. An employer, John, has every right to end an employment relationship. The catch, of course, and where the where legal recourse uh, comes into play is they have to provide that employee with the right severance package. Yes. And so a lot of times employees will reach out to me and say, hey, I feel like I was wrongfully terminated because I'm a perfect employee. And what we have to tell them is, well, we can't really dispute the reason why you were let go. We can only dispute the amount of severance that you've been offered. And so that's that's one misconception that I wanted mm-hmm. to set set clear and and uh, straight for the record today because uh, it's a question we get lots. 613-521-TALK is the number to call in for the remainder of the show and ask your questions. In that regard, we'll get to uh, John here in Ottawa. Hey, John, thanks for uh, for hanging on for a minute or two. How are you, pal? I'm fine. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's going on? Um, I'm a courier for hire in Ottawa. I work for uh, a local company, and lately they've been assimilated by a bigger company called T-Force, and they've amalgamated. And they've changed structure of pay and everything else, which really isn't my issue. My issue is is that they've gone into my paycheck now for two paychecks in a row, so a month, and they've deducted monies from my check without informing me why. Now, the total's close to 1000 bucks, hmm. and it seems like it's going to continue for a while, and they are not informing me why. They're not informing my boss why they're doing it. I don't even know who to call in Toronto to talk to about this, as it's a Toronto-based uh, company, and I'm working here in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. What what are my issues? What are my what are what can I do? Yeah, that sounds concerning, uh, John. I mean, if if uh, if the amount of money that you're receiving has changed by you said about a thousand dollars a month. 
Well, no, no, it's changed dramatically more than that. But what's happened is, is that they've taken money out from my commissions in the past. Mm-hmm. So for the, the past six months, they've been taking money out on the last two paychecks without informing me what commissions they've changed in the past hmm. that I've already agreed to and done as a full pay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that sounds like a problem to me, John. I mean, um, you know, I guess two things here. Number one, you have every right, uh, John, as, as an employee to know exactly what's being deducted from your pay. And this shouldn't be a complex, uh, you know, accounting or actuarial issue that, that we have to, uh, uh somehow uh, rack our brains about. Deductions from, from pay are actually pretty simple. It's tax, it's EI, it's CPP, it may be a benefits plan that you're contributing to or a pension no, no, plan that I, you're contributing I, to. I don't think you quite understand what they're doing. See, I'm, I work for commissions, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in January, I did some work and they've taken money that they've completely paid me for off of my current paycheck from six months ago. Wow. Five months ago. I don't know when. So this is not a, a deductions of tax issue. This is, they're literally taking money out for completed work up to six months ago. So in other words, they're recalculating, let's say, your commissions and then trying to retroactively take that money back? I believe so. I'm okay. not 100% sure. They will not tell me fully why they are taking this money out, yeah. what okay. it's for. And, 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 you know, I think ultimately, whatever the reason is, that's, that's a problem. I think, I think that's problematic. There, there should be someone in the company that could set the record straight here, uh, John. If there isn't, uh, uh, you know, I think the only answer at that point in time becomes you need some, some external help. Uh, meaning you probably need help from an employment lawyer in terms of contacting the company. And, you know, what I would suggest is perhaps sending them a letter and trying to get this resolved uh, relatively quickly. It, it sounds like it potentially might be a significant amount of money, John. If that's the case, and this has only happened, kind of started happening recently, that may be grounds for a constructive dismissal, uh, meaning you might be able to resign your employment and, and obtain a severance package. I don't know if that's necessarily something that you're interested in or that you want, but you may have that recourse. Uh, I'd want to know more about the situation, of course, and, uh, and, and you know, it has to be a significant change for that to be available to you. But uh, one way or the other, I think you have to uh, have to get this sorted. It's impossible that, uh, th- that uh, you know, you can just go on with these deductions without knowing what exactly they are or not having agreed to them previously. So something's up here. If you can't deal with it internally, John, and get a proper answer from the company that makes sense uh, and and uh, that you're comfortable with, you need external help. Uh, and I would suggest you give us a call off air. I think this is probably one of those situations we'd be able to sort out uh, relatively easily for you. Yeah, I think I will do that because I, I have a feeling it's going to keep happening for a while. So I appreciate the, the thought. Fair enough. Give us a call, John. You bet. Thank you. Thank you, John. Appreciate that uh, for your time this afternoon. That number, if you haven't written it down already or heard before, is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one. 5,900, that will put you in touch with Alex and the rest of his team. Help at employmenthour.com is the uh, way you want to email any uh, correspondence as well. In the meantime, though, uh, what you're getting wrong about termination. Next one is, you know, I've been terminated for just cause. Uh, I'm not owning any severance, am I? Yeah, and this and this goes back to our call for... Uh... Uh, our call earlier uh, today, Willifred, who, mm-hmm. uh, whose husband was terminated allegedly for cause. And uh, again, a lot of times we receive calls from people. Listen, uh, you, you know... 
things happen in the workplace, John. Sometimes people make mistakes. Sometimes, yep. uh, you know, tempers flare, things get heated. You get into a, an argument with your, uh, your fellow coworker, fellow employee, or you do something wrong. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that the employer is going to have cause to terminate your employment. Just cause, or what's known as cause for termination, uh, is when an employer is allowed to end the employment relationship without notice and without any severance pay. So you're effectively walked out the door that day, all you're owed is your last day of pay, and off you go. And that's reserved, John. I mean, that's, that, that's, that is going to have a significant impact on an employee's life. You've effectively been given no notice, uh, no severance pay to hold you over until you can find another job, and you're walked out the door. Um, that is reserved for the most serious of offenses, the right. most serious of cases. And so we speak to lots of people day in and day out who have been allegedly terminated for cause, at least the employer is claiming that it's cause, but it's not. Uh, and that's because employers often get these things wrong. The threshold for just cause is extremely, extremely high. You have to do something pretty darn bad, uh, John, to get terminated for cause. And so oftentimes we speak to people and, you know, they've maybe had some performance issues over the past couple of months or they've had one or two instances where they've been written up and the employer terminates for cause uh, immediately upon, let's say, the, the most recent incident. And we tell these employees more often than not, that's not enough. Uh, it's not enough, even if you've got one reprimand or two reprimands or even three reprimands in your file, if you're a longer-term employee or if there is some sort of dispute over whether an incident happened or not or you know who was right or who was wrong, mm-hmm. oftentimes employers will jump the gun and terminate for cause where uh, it's not appropriate and it's not lawful. And in those kinds of cases, uh, again, we can't necessarily dispute the termination, right? So once the employment relationship is ended, it's ended. We're not going to get those employees their jobs back, unfortunately. Uh, but what we will be able to get them and what, what employees are, you know, are, are satisfied with in those circumstances is that we'll, able, we'll be able to get them a reasonable severance package. We'll be able to get them some compensation so that, uh, so that they have some time and some financial security in order to secure that, that next job and move on. Oftentimes, we'll even be able to get uh, employers to revise their record, records of employment to to refer to the fact that it's not a cause termination. Sometimes we get letters of reference out of those situations. We're able to reverse those situations oftentimes. So, you know, for all of our listeners out there, if you've been terminated for cause or if your employer has terminated you because of some performance concerns or, or uh, some conduct concerns, you are not owed any lesser severance because of it. Um, you are going to be owed a reasonable severance package based on your age, your position, your years of service. That's going to be a significant amount of money um, for for someone who's been with the company for a decent amount of time. Um, unless, you know, you have stole from the company. Violence. Uh, yeah. Committed some sort of assault in the yeah. workplace or, you know, committed workplace harassment uh, that's been found to, to be legitimate. That's going to be a problem. You might not be owed severance in this case. Uh, but in the majority of cases, even if you're alleged to have been terminated for cause, uh, you're going to be owed a reasonable severance package. We'll take our uh, last break and get right back into it. Time for your phone call. Still 613-521-TALK. Employment Hour right here, News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Hour with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk 580 CFRA. Yeah, if you want to drop in a quick call, ask a question, this is the time to uh, to do it. 613-521-TALK is the number. Other than that, we're going to be talking about this for a little bit more, and that is 
what you're getting wrong about termination. One next one is, is you know, can I just go to the Ministry of Labor, Alex, to obtain my severance package? Uh, my employer is a large, sophisticated company. Surely they've offered me a reasonable severance package. Tongue planted firmly in cheek. <laughs> well, you just opened up a can of worms, John. Let, <laughs> let me. Uh, well, and and listen, many of our longtime uh, listeners will will know the answer to this already. But let me set, set the re- record straight from uh, from anyone who doesn't know. So. Um, in so let's let's dissect that question in two parts. So so the Ministry of Labor, Ministry of Labor, John, uh, specifically in Ontario, and this is generally true throughout Canada as well, can only enforce an employee's minimum entitlements. Minimum entitlements are you know obviously there's a minimum wage uh, requirement, there are a number of hours worked, yeah. overtime pay, vacation pay, all of those minimum employment standards that you know that every single employer has to. Uh, oblige and every single employer has to abide by. That's what the Ministry of Labor is going to be able to enforce. The Ministry of Labor cannot, cannot, John, enforce your full severance entitlements, entitlements that are going to be based on, again, your age, your position, and your years of service. If you go to the Ministry of Labor uh, with uh, an offer, as long as that offer, that severance offer, meets those minimum requirements, the Ministry is going to tell you, sure, it's great. There's absolutely no problem with it. When in fact that offer may very well be significantly less than what you're actually owed. So, you know, point number one, going to the Ministry of Labor is the wrong, wrong approach when you've been offered a severance package. You could, you could not get worse advice in the situation, uh, than you can get from the Ministry of Labor. You have to speak with an employment lawyer because the employment, an employment lawyer is going to be able to tell you what your full entitlements are, not what your minimum entitlements are. And so that's mistake number one. You can't go to the Ministry of Labor, uh, when it comes to assessing a severance package. Now, the Ministry of Labor, uh, in certain circumstances, and I would say they're rare circumstances, can help an employee. If you're dealing with a vacation pay issue, if you're dealing with an overtime pay issue, maybe you're dealing with a minimum wage issue, definitely go to the Ministry of Labor in those cases. They can, they can help out when it comes to those specific terms. Also, in certain rare circumstances, uh, it might be more practical or a, uh, a decent uh, alternative approach to go to the Ministry of Labor when it comes to termination or severance pay entitlements. But you would only do that having received the advice of employment for your right. employer first. You can't go to the Ministry of Labor first, otherwise you will be misled. That's that's certain. So that's point number one. Point number two, uh, which is, you, you know, oh, I, I work for a decent employer. They treated me well throughout my employment. You know, I'm going to assume that whatever they've offered me as a severance package is fair and appropriate. You can't assume that. The termination of of employment and being offered a severance package is a business decision for an employer. And in any business decision, any business person is going to want to get a decent deal right. out of the end of that relationship, right? And you can't even blame the employer for that, really. Uh, you know, they're just looking to resolve this for as little as possible, making sure that they are in line with the law and also with as little fuss as possible. That's the employer's aim throughout all of this. And, and big or small, that's what an employer's aim is going to be. As an employee, you've got to do the same in that situation. You've got to look out for your own business interests, for your own financial interests. And so that involves, again, getting advice from an employment lawyer and where appropriate. And in most cases, John, it's going to be appropriate. You're going to be offered less than what you're actually owed negotiating a better severance uh, package with your employer. And so, you know, that's point number two. Don't assume that you're just because your employer uh, was great throughout the terms of your employment that they're offering you a fair severance package. Uh, in all likelihood, John, and I, you know, I would say at least eight or nine out of ten uh, times, the employer's first offer of severance 
is going to be less than what you're actually owed. It's going to be a first offer, meaning they'd likely be willing to negotiate in the circumstances. And again, you want to get advice in the circumstances. It just makes practical sense to get advice given how significant uh, a decision this is going to be, how significant an impact it's going to have on an employee's life. And the same thing goes for a small employee. I mean, they might not have sophisticated uh, HR, so you got to be on top of them, right? Make sure you get what you're owed. Absolutely. And, and you have even more cause for concern there where, you know, if you're working for a company without an HR department or where, you know, without that kind of ad- advice, you, you better make sure that you're protecting your interests and getting some advice on your end. Uh, otherwise, the, your employer may not even know what the law requires in these circumstances and you could be paid significantly less than what you're actually owed. We're uh, done for another day, my friend. Nicely done. You want to reach out, get a hold of Alex or Lior, member of the team. Now that we are done till next weekend, no problem. one 855 821-5900 and help at employmenthour.com. Till next time, been the Employment Hour here on News Talk 580 CFRA.